I choose a topic. So I'm like interviewed where it's always like good vibes. Like, I interviewed one day a girl that was dying. She's in her 20s and she's been told she's dying. And so that's quite dark. And so the tone of my podcasts change all the time depending on the topic. But because it's set on an island, it's always got a similar vibe, which is like, you know, it's really sad, but at least Gregory the chimpanzee, you know, he's got something nice to say to you. And then, and then I add sound effects of him talking for 20 minutes and I go, that was deep. So how much effort do you have to spend adding sound effects? That's the fucking problem. And that's like, <laughs> because sometimes I can't, when, when I have to bleep a name out, it's, I'm like, oh shit. Like I'm gonna have to go in and find like some, like last episode, I said something about my girlfriend's bank account. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I like said something very specific and she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and uh, I was like, all right, yep. Minute 15. Like I knew, exa- but uh, cause I have to, if I have to remember on the moment what it is, cause if then otherwise then I have to like listen to the whole thing and it's a fucking mess. Right. That's the, the annoying thing. And like, I'm just I, bleeping it out. I'm not adding chimpanzees. And I have sounds. to listen to the whole thing again. And I don't mind because, because we took we talk about a topic. I end up learning a lot. Right. Because not only do I say it once, but then I re-listen you to it to once. Re-listen to it. What do um, you look for in guests? Are you doing just guests? Oh, any guests. Any guests. Like, yeah, well, you'll, you'll get on as well at some point. Um, what kind of... I, so I get to go on Topical Island. Yeah. And it's a, it's a fun, like... If, for example, if you have a story, like, I, so in two weeks' time, uh, I already recorded it, there's a comedian called Andy Gold. Okay. I don't know if you know him. And he was addicted to heroin for 10 years. And so we decided to speak about heroin. So... Uh, the reason I'm releasing it in two weeks is because it's Armistice Day in Europe. Mister's Day. Ar- Armistice. Oh, Armistice and, Day. Yeah, and it's basically, uh, you know, you guys have the ribbons, you know, to... to yeah, to, we got a color for everything. You know, for like the... the Pink, the breast cancer, stuff, veterans, right? yeah. And so ours is poppies because in World War One, when they all died, like hundreds of thousands of people died on this one field. It was horrendous, right? Uh-huh. And because the earth moved around quite a lot... And there was poppy seeds underneath. Because the earth moved around a lot, they finally got a bit of sunshine. And then fields of poppies start growing where these people died. And so the poppy is the sort of national symbol for veterans. And, and every year we buy a poppy and we put it on our, our you know, chest. I don't even know what a poppy looks like. It's like a red little flower. Red oh, okay. Flower. But those, that's what makes heroin. Right. And so I got him on the island and I was like, come on, Andy, we've got to quickly get all these poppies. And then my horse was there. I was like, just stack on the horse. And then, you know, like, shut up, you can't eat them. You know, and then we interact. And then he goes like, why did you invite me to do this? This is quite rude and mean. And I go, what do you mean? Did, like, well, did, was, did, was he tripping? Oh, you didn't know he was a heroin? No, I, I did. But like, we sort of created a little story. And then we just talked about his story. So, and now he's relapsed. Yeah. We've relapsed him. <laughs> so if you've got a story, it's it's a lot easier for me to invite you on because then we'll, we'll just know what topic. Yeah. Sometimes I'll be like, I say to a comic, is there a topic that you'd like to discuss? Either one that you know loads about or one that you'd like to explore. Because either way, we could just have Wikipedia in front of us. It's not right. a problem. But then sometimes they're like, oh, we don't know. And I'm like, well, just let me know when you well, have one. I love There's it. There's no rush. I, yeah, I like... You know, when, when I get... By the way, for all those listening, we just hit the record button. Eric Lampier. Oh, hey. Lampier. Eric Lampier. Like a lamb and a pear. Three... You're a typical three named british guy i think a lot of british guys have three names no no oh yeah but the thing is you know me on facebook and i've got i've split the names 
Oh, in real life, it's lamb pear. Like a lamb, yeah. Like it's one word in real life. One, yeah, I'm oh. actually called lamb and pear. Oh, I thought you were lamb and pear. <laughs> and I dated a girl with the last name Lamb, and I get kind of triggered from that. Oh, really? Yeah. No, no, it's lamb pear. It's L A M P A E R T. It's actually a sort of French French. Germanic, yeah, right, it's French. Yeah. Germanic word. Well, welcome to the uh, podcast studio Thank here. You so we much. were just discussing your podcast. Which what's yours called? Topical Island. Topical Island. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like things that interest me are I've been interested recently in this in the reintroducing of wolves. Have you heard about this? No. It's just in America. Or? In America, yeah. we've reintroduced these killing machines, apex predators. Yes. Um, and and they're like, oh yeah, we reintroduced them into Yellowstone, and because of that, they kill all the elk, which means the smaller animals survive. And they're like, and it's 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 changing the landscapes of the rivers. And I'm like, yeah, this is Jurassic Park shit that you guys are doing. Like, yeah. there's going to be wolves roaming, not like not far from where we live. But they were always around, weren't they? The wolves? Yeah, we were always getting eaten by them and shit. Yeah, yeah. it'll be all right. Do you, have, you don't have wolves. You don't have that shit in England. Well, we have wolves. You have wolves? Uh, not in England, but in Europe. So uh, you've got the gift of being on an island. Like, that's a, you know, yeah, you're safe not, from, from plagues. Yeah, but it's not really a gift. I mean, you say that, but then we had mad cow disease, and I was stuck in there. That was, that, was, that was on the island. So how did that, so what happened with that? You couldn't eat beef for a long time? Well, that, all right. So and they're just interbreeding a cows, or what was it? We might as well talk about this because I'm actually quite <laughs> quite angry about it. Because uh, after the Las Vegas shooting, I wanted to donate some blood because you know, after all, I'm now American. And you're a, you're a skinny guy, so donating blood that's a that's a like, you're that's a death a commitment. sentence. Yeah, it's a commitment. You know, and and I thought you know I'm going to do this. I'm American now. I have my green card. Uh, I'm going to do it. And I turned up, and I'm not allowed to donate blood because if you lived in the UK between 1986 and 1996, which was when mad cow disease was around, you're not allowed to donate blood, which is fucking wow. stupid because it was 20 years ago, 30 years, well, I don't know, maths, 20 years ago. It's got, I mean, if I had it, I would yeah. have it by now. Like, you would know. <laughs> Well, that's just like with AIDS. They didn't know how it was transmitted back in the day. So, like, they, they, people wouldn't shake each other's hands. Right. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they've probably done the science on what, you know, if you have mad cow or not. Well, mad cow is, is basically the way you, you can even eat a steak from a cow that has it. Right, so it's not a problem. It's if you eat the brain or the spinal cord, which Jeez. I don't know who the fuck was eating that. And they're basically, what, cows with rabies? Is that all it is? No, it was like they just couldn't... It was affecting their sort of motor neurons. Like, they just wouldn't be able to walk around properly, and they were like... But a person can get mad cows disease. Uh, only 150 people got it in the entire decade. Because of that, you can't give blood. Right. And for me, I'm like, that's fucking insane. Because yeah. over a whole decade, 150 people died, right? And nothing. That is nothing, well, really. Welcome to the red tape of the United States of America. That's what it is. We have too many laws, so nothing gets done. You can't even donate blood. You can't even pour blood out of your working body. It's not, but that's mad, right? Because that thing is mad. So I've got a green card. So I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed. It's mental, mate. (laughs) Proper mental. I'm not allowed to give you blood. But I then checked how many guns I'm allowed to have. Right? I'm not even an American citizen. I'm allowed three. So I can Can shoot. You you. just go buy a gun. You don't have to take a test. I can buy a gun. Yeah. Well, we're going to need those guns for the wolf outbreak that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my true. thing. I'm saying if there's going to be a wolf outbreak, you can have a gun. I'm not a big gun guy. My girlfriend's from Kentucky, which is right. a little more, um, you know, they use gun. They use, you know, people people do collect gun. There's a whole, people, sh- people can have guns, I think, but there needs to be a serious overhaul to how people get their guns. And that's the yeah, problem totally. is that, that any, any, uh, any, any smart person can just follow the money 
every senator, every, they're all paid for by the NRA. Yeah. I mean, it's like, so it's like not one of those, but, but you can't even have the conversation because people get so butthurt about it. They get it still, yeah. There's a guy who was, this dude, um, it, was a, it was a brother of mine, actually. He was like, yeah, you know, you Hollywood elites, they, just doing that whole thing. We're like, it's like, no, we're, we're just sensible people from across the country. Also, I never understood this Hollywood elite thing, right? Because I'm slowly hoping to become one, right? <laughs> yeah. But think about it this way, like, all the Hollywood elites once came from a tiny village. They all came. George Clooney, George he was Clooney, selling perfect things example. door to door, right? In Kentucky. I was homeless between uh, the age of 15 and 19. By 40, could I become rich from the jobs that I've done in Hollywood? Hopefully. You'll right? be, and that'll be in a very elite move of you. And then all of a sudden, they'll be like, oh, Hollywood elite, Eric doesn't know about being poor. Fuck you, I was probably poorer than you, you prick. Exactly. It's But uh, a lot of people who live out here have a very like self-actualizing mindset. They're making Agreed. their dreams come true because it's a battlefield. I mean, it's tough. It's a tough market. You know what I mean? But yeah, you see like... It's not Hollywood. You should, it's it's men in position of power. It's the Bill O'Reillys. It's I mean you 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 give give uh give give your average plumber or blue collar worker the chance to cast women in a project and watch how they fucking abuse that power. You know, like it's all of men have an issue with power. That's a nor- That's that hasn't changed. That's Napoleon. That's in us though. It's, it's a, in us. It's and frustrating. I'm saying, yeah, it's frustrating because I think individually. Uh, every single person has to overcome that ego yeah. to like want to conquer, you know, both wealth and women. You know what I mean? Like, there's that. But, but I think it's anything. It's not just it's not just wealth and and women or what, whatever. Like, it's any sort of power. Like, we're doing stand up comedy. We want to be the best stand up comedians. We want you the know? power over the room. To any build job, up. any yeah. job. You're a mechanic. I want to be the best fucking mechanic in the town. Yeah. And like, and all of a sudden, you're like the the, the alpha mechanic because there can be different alphas. And then, and it's, just, and it's your place in your tribe it's all about right. jockeying for position in your tribe with social media the issue is that people can sort of show off and it's like it's even more toxic wanting to be good like you can't just be good and have pride in your craftsmanship then you got to show with the world and see what your following is so these like new currencies that we have to deal with but one of the big issues obviously going on right now in our country is is we are outing every dude who's ever creeped on a chick i'm not against it but it's going to get ugly. Most of the guys that deserve it are going to get it, and then some dudes are going to get caught in the it's crossfire. Difficult. It is difficult. Like, uh, I think it is a good thing. Like, if it, right, I think it's a good thing because if you're genuinely a creep, right, like Harvey yeah. Weinstein, I don't even know, because I, I, I didn't know anything about him before. Oh, right? yeah. But if you're that level of creep, then yeah, you totally deserve it. Absolutely. Absolutely right? And... And also, like, I see myself as an ally, right, for the ladies. Yeah. But, and even me, who's a good guy, I, I went to yoga two days ago. And I made such an effort to not look anywhere where there's women that I wasn't relaxed. Oh, man. I, right? I look because at girls I'm, the whole time. It was so difficult. I was trying to be a good guy by not looking. And then I was like, where do, where do I look? Where do I put my eyes? Yeah. And I was so fucking annoying and difficult. Well, but is it looking wrong? Looking's not wrong. It's staring that's wrong. Okay. But uh, at, at uh, creeping time, people out and yeah. Because I think you can respect other people's beauty. I was, I, I told this on stage last night. I was like, I was doing this like late show, and it was mm-hmm. like the type of show you can say really fucked up shit just to see if it sticks. Right, right. And right. I was talking, and I was like, "There's a guy in the audience," and I was like, Are "You have, like he had nice arms," and I was like, "You have nice arms," but can I say that if you're a woman now? 
You know what I mean? Like I can't obviously, right. but we're, we're both in the position as like sort of not, you know, we're like in that sweet spot where I think we're not like old and creepy. We're not young and douchey. We're just like normal guys. If I, if I, if a, if a woman walked by me on the street and I said, you have, your hair looks great today. She would feel good about that. She wouldn't feel threatened by me. So I think no. it comes out to, th- to, to feeling threatened and, mani- and controlled. Agreed, but we also don't know, and I, I've now seen it since being married, I've seen it. Uh, they get it all the time. All the time. Right? And so then it's not necessarily that you're not being mean. Yeah. It's that it's like, oh, just, mate, fuck off. Because if you walk by a man with nice hair, you might not say it to a man. And I'm like, that's true, actually. Yeah. I, I mean, I pay compliments to any gender. I love complimenting but, people. But I, I do, like, when I was out and about, when I was single especially, I would actually just tend to compliment a woman way more than I would a man. Because in my head, I'm like, if I say she's got nice hair, she might show me her breasts. Because I'm an <laughs> idiot, right? Because ultimately, we, li- we like sex. Both but, genders do. But some, in, in, in one instance and another, you're going to meet your, your wife that way. Right, that's true. So that's, that's, that's exactly the thing. Because I was saying this, and I said this last episode, which sounds horrible, and all, but I was like, I had once grabbed a girl's vagina, and then we had sex like very shortly after, right. like, within, it, within the hour. And I, it wasn't a stranger's vagina I grabbed. We had already been on a date. It felt like the right moment to progress the thing. Right. But if you just listen to Dave grabbed a girl's vagina, it sounds horrible. Well, in all fairness, as, when you said that, I was like, okay, I'm gonna just listen to his story. Yeah, just see when he grabbed it, <laughs> and that's and that's true. If you're if you're on a date on the first day, <laughs> probably not. Not till maybe. The, not, maybe the check right? clears and then you go to the next place. It's all about time. Uh, time it, it can be in hours. It can be how far along you guys are, like emotionally. Did did you, did? But I mean, it's just, it just sounds hard. It sounds horrible. As it, when I was a kid, uh, like I was a teenager, uh, I was so shy about kissing a girl. Right. I, I went on a date with this girl and I was like, oh, this is really nice and I wanted to kiss her. And so I, I wanted to, but I also did, you know, didn't want to just go for it because I was like, no, oh, you got to have permission and stuff like that. And we never kissed. And then we guess and what And the happened? next day, she, she was like, you should have just kissed me. Yeah. Like, right, but then that's confusing for men you know yeah. and I for example I've never just grabbed a, a woman's ass unless I'm in a relationship with them yeah which I've never done that but the amount of times I've been grabbed uh, I say let's say 10 times 8 times was by women sure right and and then I'm like I, I enjoy it because I'm a geek and I'm a little nerd and, and oh, it's and, like and yeah and you, you get like an oxytocin dump you yeah, get like a like, yeah I'm desirable I like it because we but, don't get it enough but then it's it's confusing because then it's like okay well they shouldn't do it either right because if we're not allowed to do it which understandably we're not allowed to do it then they shouldn't be because then that's right. confusing and it's like are you doing it because you're sort of reclaiming you know, sexually touching someone inappropriately. I, I don't understand. In the end, they know that they're not going to corner, corner us and like, there's no violence attached to it. That's the thing. Or, or like control or strength attached to it like there is when a man grabs a woman's ass. Right, that's Men the thing. Men are just naturally so much more aggressive that if a woman ever, I've never, I've just never had an instance where, I mean, I've had, I've had my crotch grabbed, poked, old ladies pinching your nipples. I've had, I've had so many people touch my chest or whatever, you know, women, but you, in the end, it's, it's just not one of those like, like we're all, we're all uh, equal but different and it's not one of those equal things where, well, because a girl grabbed her ass, you can grab hers and then the more right. you, the, the quicker you learn that, you go all right but it doesn't mean you can't make the first move it just means you have to fucking know what your intuition is and know that it the girl's ready to be kissed and there are signs 
You know what I mean? But it's hard. It's, it's like, hard. It's know, hard. Not every man's got that skill, but I was never good. I was never good at knowing the signs. I mean, the amount of kisses, the first kisses I missed out on because yeah. I just wouldn't go for it because my neurotic, oh, make sure that... Well, have you ever had a girl back away from a first kiss? Because I've had that a bunch. Oh, yeah. I've, so, I've like, so, so it's like, all right, well, in that instance, it's like... You like be, you're so neurotic, and by you I mean me too. But like guys, yeah, yeah. you're so neurotic that you've you've got a thousand check marks you need to know that that girl wants to be kissed. She passes all of them, and then she rejects you. Right? And you're like, what the fuck? And I've had girls that literally won't kiss me, back away, blah blah blah, and then yeah, and then we're having sex later that night, and it's like, what the fuck? Well, maybe it was a PDA thing. Maybe this one girl was just weird about kissing, but not about sex. Like what? You just don't know. Everyone's different. Everyone's different. We, we only we only make decisions based on what we've already experienced, and that's not always the case as to what right. What so a lot of what I always I always uh, do run this podcast like I've got Jezebel listening. You know the ultra feminist website. Right. Like I always just like to have my bases covered because while I feel masculine, I'm becoming aware of toxic masculinity. Yeah. Which is something that we just never needed to know what it was because we're just guys living in our shoes. Not. I don't want to overdo the whole like white privilege the whole privilege thing of being a male we just know what we know right and and what we don't know is people hitting on us all day long being a woman being talked over this or that we just don't know that world so there's there's seven billion people in the world and they're all different so understandably you know this is quite confusing and also like this is what I i was talking to my wife about this about how it is good that you know more and more things are like there's a light shining on them. Right. But little things like Harvey Weinstein, let's say, Harvey Weinstein was one man, and he sexually assaulted thousands of people. Sure. And then those thousands of people then go all men, for example. Yeah. And, and it's and and that's what I've seen so many people struggle with when people go all men. Yeah. Uh, and I see why they struggle. I I've always hated generalization anyway. Like it's like when a, when a terrorist attack happened in France. I'm French, for example. Uh-huh. There was loads of ISIS attacks a couple of years ago, right? And then people would go all Muslim, and I was like, well, no, <laughs> crazy. Like, no, just those crazy yeah. few annoying idiots. It's like saying all Christians because we you know we blow up. Like, is it Westboro Baptist Church or, or the Unabomber? Oh yeah, right. Christians. No, it's stump fanatic. So I understand why people struggle with the all men thing. And, also, and we get defensive about it. But I get we have really to, we, defensive, yeah. But we're, because we're just average guys. Honestly, we're just average guys that want uh, our surroundings to be peaceful and happy. So when a girl when a girl shuts you down and say no, mom, men need to listen. You go, yeah, but I, you know, like I think, oh, I grew up with just a mom and a sister, and I never wanted them to, and I and I've never and I I never wanted to like hurt anybody's feelings. I, I'm terribly codependent. I want everyone to be happy. Yeah. So not all men, but they don't. But that's just it's but like it's, you have to realize like if they're not necessarily talking about you, and you just have to take it on the chin, kind of. Yeah, I think so. You, and I, and I think taking it on the chin is a good lesson anyway, <laughs> because because one of the things that we men need to learn, which is actually quite true, I'm 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 in that category, is just to listen and shut up. Because the amount of times my wife will say something, and I I have an urge, I have something in me that wants to just go, yeah. But because and she's you're a comedian, from, she's as a comedian, a, you can't not talk. heckle put downs. <laughs> she said that to me before a couple of times. She's like, "I'm not a heckler." Listen, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah nice shirt." <laughs> but uh, 
It, yeah, it's quite confusing. So, so you've okay. We've got a lot to unpack here. Uh, we're talking about wolves, guns, co- blood, cows. Yeah. I'm just ta- I'm trying to tag every. Uh, we're going National <laughs> Geographic. We're going sexual assault. So you 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 were, you you went from homeless to married. What? How does that? How, so, do, you, how do you get there? So I was born in to, to future Hollywood elite. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks for having faith. Uh, I was born in France. My mom's French. My dad's English, and he's a jockey. And so we traveled around. Your quite dad's a, a jockey. I know. I'm You're a tall man. It's very tall. My mum's tall. How? What do um, you? You fit in feet. You're like six four. Six four. Yeah. Okay. And he's like up to my shoulders, max. Yeah. Because um, you got to be like five eight or something. Don't you have to be a specific size to be a jockey? You don't have to. It's mainly you weight. You got to be weight. Okay. And and so smaller people just have less weight. Okay. But, um, my sister's getting as tall as me, and she's really thin, and she's becoming a jockey. Wow. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, it's really fun. I didn't uh, realize it's a. Uh, uh, horse racing I mean I'm going to sound super Mad. ignorant Is it, it's huge in France it's huge all over the world oh interesting um, and it's just crazy and it, you know my dad wasn't famous but he was good enough to like get travelled to other countries so like Germany would go you're coming we'll take your family with you and so we never made loads of money but everything was paid for us which that's was great nice. yeah so like, I lived in uh, seven different countries before the age of 12 wow and it just got crazy and I was super independent blah blah, blah. and then when, when we moved to the UK I was there at 12 so I was by the way I was only during the mad cow disease outbreak I was only there for the last three years and I was vegetarian I love that you're holding on to this I'm will just, somebody let this guy give blood I just want to give blood fuck. <laughs> um, because there's going to be another massacre at some point in America <laughs> I mean this is America you've got I'll, I'll give course. you my ID you can use my Thanks, ID man. and give blood I just want to give blood yeah. my blood is also be positive come on is that a, a good, that's a good kind it's just, it's just be positive. <laughs> I'm I, not to sound selfish, but like I never gave blood. Um, my co in high school, our coach told us not to because it takes like months to recover. Right. Um, but that is a stupid reason not to. That's I've, really I've done it. I've done it plenty of times before, and it's pretty it's good like, for you because then your body's forced to like you know produce more. Like it's probably a good. Little I don't know if it's good for you, but <laughs> it's like it's definitely good for your brain because you're doing something good. It was so, great on after after you know obviously Vegas was horrible, but to see the people waiting in lines the next day and things like that it's like okay good another good example of like one psycho with then millions of good people you know it's yeah. just like a, it's like a good example that people are good like you're 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 not even from here and you're doing more than most you know homegrown americans think, would do i think most most people are good inherently i think most people are good whether you're a republican democrat you know whatever i think you maybe you'll you lose your path ever so slightly but doesn't but like, that make it so frustrating because where there's so much fighting and, and i've always said this that we live in the safest time in the history of the world we really do yeah i mean one car bomb that kills 25 people is nothing compared to the fucking bludgeonry and genocides that we've experienced oh yeah genghis khan uh, he went into a village and he was like surrender and they were like no and he was like okay and he came back yeah. the next day. Uh, well, I say he came back. He diverted an entire river through their town and drowned them. Jeez. And anyone, any survivors, he was like, yeah, you want to surrender? And they were like, okay. Genghis Khan. They diverted an entire river. Jeez. What a legend. The wolves drowned. The wolves didn't make it. Oh, the wolves. So, and don't worry, the wolves won't make it because if they're int- introduced in Yellowstone, Yellowstone's going to erupt at some point i'm just saying super volcano i'm just saying don't build the wall on the border build it around yellowstone that's all i'm saying oh i would agree with we that. need a wall around yellowstone national park if we're going to be introducing fucking lupus anyway so you okay so you were traveling all over with your family yeah so very like i was a very independent sort of 
kid, didn't really need my parents and stuff. And you're like a nicer, like car, like a carny, which would be trapped. But you're not bit, traveling yeah. at that often. You're traveling like for what, eight months at a time, a year? Yeah, it'd be like, you know, we, we'd go in Belgium for a couple of years and I was in Germany. You for just like got to pack months. up and you just drive just over? packing up, just kept going. And so that was weird as a kid, but like I didn't know any different. So that was my life. It was really cool and really fun to experience like people from all over the world. That was my school because I didn't, a lot of times I couldn't just go to school. So I would school myself, and I was a proper nerd. Which is probably just way better for you. (laughs) Kind of, yeah. It was really interesting. Not be fucking off in some classroom. You're actually like getting traveling your parts of the world. Right, and it was really good lessons. And then, but by 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 twelve onwards, you know, that's when you need exams. You need to do exams because you need those exams to get jobs and stuff. So I was in the UK and I was doing my GCSEs, which is the exams you do when you're like sixteen. And that's when my parents broke up. Uh, they weren't never married, so they just broke up. And my mum went back to France, and she was like, do you want to come with? And I was like, I can't because of school. And she was like, okay, fair enough. Um, just stay with your dad. And when my dad, he was so depressed by with the breakup, he went to Dubai um, to, to work. And he was like, you, you want to come with me? And I was like, no, because I've got school. And I went, okay, cool. And they just both left. And because they knew I was so independent, they were like, he, he'll work it out. But I was 15 <laughs> at school, no money, and I didn't work it out. I mean, I did work it out because I'm here now, but uh, it was... So where did you live? Well, I lived out of a bag, and I lived at loads of different friends' houses. Wow. And they sort of took pity on me because... Not my friends necessarily, because they were my age, so they didn't fully understand. But their parents, my, probably. My, the parents were like, the fuck is happening? Yeah. So, so many parents sort of took me under their wing, which well, was... Well, that's really sweet. Yeah, really cool. Um, Do you hold any grudges to your parents for that? Uh, from that age till... Well, a little bit later, I didn't fully understand everything, till I was 21 uh, or 22, I was doing my first Edinburgh show. Um, Edinburgh Festival which is a is festival a, for those in Scotland uh, and I was doing my first hour and my first hour was called Where's Eric both mentally but also physically Like, and I talked a bit about my, my past and stuff and um, so I spoke I wanted to speak to them just to get their point of view and I was a little bit angry about it but I also just went through a breakup and I was only with that girl for like two and a half years but that hurt oh jeez yeah it was, it was my first love and I, it hurt and, uh, and then I was like wow I'm really hurt by two and a half years worth of relationships. What must have that done to my parents? And then all of a sudden, I saw my parents as human beings. And I was wow. like, fuck yeah, you, you were together for like 16 years. Of course my dad was depressed. Of course my mom was depressed and had to just get away from it all. And So you so, took a year of compassion. Yeah. And so I was like, I, said, I still said to them, I was like, you guys fucked up. But I understand. But and that's then, a crazy place to be. So you're 22. Mm. to have that sort of compassion and understand that like they that even parents are flawed humans you know because with, with this podcast we, we talk about very specific relationships but it all ties back to our family and whether they're there or not helps define who we are and like right. what we become we're just imprints you know we, we can only work with the the cards were dealt from them and right, then right. but i mean you could be 22 and be like oh if my fucking parents left me woe is me and like literally going the exact opposite direction but that's like yeah. a really so instead you took it to the stage Right, I, like, took it, I took it to the stage and I got all that anger and so we're, love we're, that you were able to for, You were able to forgive them? Oh, totally. Yeah, of course. How's your relationship um, with them now? Brilliant. But also, like, it's it's never like father and mother. It's more like brother and sister. Because as I grew up, they, I mean, my mum was 15 when she had me. And my wow. dad was 20, right? So, like, they were they were young. They were super young. So I and you always, could, that, that, but the, that, you couldn't do, that wouldn't work in today's society. 
What's that? F- 15 and 20. It still does. Like, it's just, you don't see it, but like in, in you know, in countrysides and... No, but that's what I'm saying is that like, we've got like such a weird, we're just such a weird place where everyone's calling each other out that like, in in with with today's world, people would do the math and go like, what the what the hell? Oh yeah, my dad's technically a pedophile. Um, on paper, on, pa- on paper, on paper, he's a proper. Peter. But that's weird. But like, yeah, it's because it's interesting because I mean, I I remember being like, I lost my virginity at like nineteen, and I was in and make later that year, I like hooked up with a girl who's a couple years younger than me. But I'm like, this looks bad. Can, can I just like, quickly say, you said you lost your virginity at nineteen. I lost mine at seventeen, and there's that tiny voice in my head that went, "Sweet, I'll be in by two years. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, I was way. I I think by seventeen I was ready. I right. kind of gotten over my Catholic like wait till marriage thing, and then oh, and did then, you have that? I don't know. I don't know if I ever wanted to wait till marriage, but I was like so There's far. That guilt. Well, I was so far off because like my mom, I, I didn't have a dad. Like my mom remarried, so like I had a great stepdad. Right. But we never no birds and the bees talking into that. Sure. So like I, my mom was always like worry about your school and your sports. Like she was always like that for whatever reason. Sex was it was kind of so shamed in that Catholic upbringing that why you know why why not worry about falling in love with someone and having your first love and those like why what's wrong with that like mm. that's part of growing. So I was I was kind of like so slowed down in my progress that it was really my first year of college. I still couldn't pull the trigger. Not like I literally couldn't didn't know how to have sex with a girl. Like, I didn't know how to ask and like, and like get that part down. Right. It wasn't that I wasn't ready. I just, I just needed, and, the, and the, I think one of the girls who, I think the girl who I lost my virginity to, uh, listens to the podcast um, because we we we, we, we were friends. <laughs> She's married, which is great. But so like, I don't want to do it any j- disservice, but I think I needed someone who was like, gonna make it happen right and did she, oh, didn't, same thing and she didn't know i was a virgin either because who's a virgin their sophomore year of college you know right. like in a fraternity who's I'm a virgin quite a few people i'm quite a lot but of they people. just yeah there was a there was a guy that in my fraternity everyone made fun of for still being a virgin and i did the math and i was like a virgin longer than he was i just think people didn't know i was because right. it, there was just like so much pressure that first time and then and then like most things once it happened it was a lot easier to replicate that oh mate as uh, like as soon as I lost my virginity, 29th of April, I, uh, I believe the date was, uh, and and she didn't know that <laughs> I was... Of April. She, she didn't know. <laughs> I was 17. She was 21. Um, wow. Oh, yeah. And she was like... She was badass. It was great. That's amazing. And, and I walked... I walked uh, eight and a half miles because I, was, I, just had a, I just had a spring in my step. Yeah. I was so excited that I lost it. And you, I just, it was literally everything was a song. You know, like in a movie, we're like, good morning, good morning. You know, like, literally everyone I was speaking to, I was like, good day to you. You know, imagine if I had a little hat, like a 1950s You got these 17-year-old post-sex boner just not going away. You're just, it was great. Eight, I, I, um, yeah, I've walked, I've walked home from girls' places in a bl- full-out blizzard. You know, frozen feet, don't give a fuck. Just shit-eating grin. That's one of the most beautiful uh, experiences as a guy, I think, is like the return from sex because it really is like, it's like that feeling like you... I did one. I've got to tell you this. I just remembered it. Um, I was dressed as Robin. Me and my friend were dressed as Batman and Robin and the Uh the old school, you know, the Adam West. Yeah, the kind of gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like tight sort of fitting and stuff like that. And uh, it was a Halloween party and I... I, I pulled. That's what you say in the UK. Oh, I pulled. I pulled this bird. You, you know pulled I mean? like you, yeah. I, you, you, know, you scored. You scored. Okay, right. I pulled. And uh, I ended up actually get, uh, getting with her for a couple of years, and she was she was awesome. Uh, but like I, yeah, I, I pulled. And what was, was her so, Halloween costume? Uh, she was like a cat, like a okay. sexy cat or something. But not like Catwoman. Uh, 
No. no oh, okay. No. And uh, it was it was so funny. Like I I went to hers that night, and so the next day I had to walk from yes. my place, uh, her place, to my place, and it was a good like three miles. But because I was dressed as Robin and it was daytime, it was daytime like the night. And also Halloween, like in America, is a big thing. So if you saw someone still dressed up in the morning, it's fine. But in the UK, no one dresses up, so it was just weird. Yeah, I was dressed like a 1950s Robin. Do you any high fives? And I just ran. I ran home because I was like, it looked good because I had a cape. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm gonna run this. Yeah, I feel. I hope the wind was blowing the cape up. And I, yeah, that's a good. You should wear that costume next time you try to give blood. I think they might <laughs> let it slide. I had a time. I had. Some Something happened once in college where I was, uh, and I was again recently not a virgin anymore. But like the guys didn't know, so they thought I was pulling all this fucking weight. I, you know, and I we had a white trash bash. It was a themed party, so the guys dress, you know, like super trashy, and the girls are all like have their tits out with like t- wife beater tank tops on and like fake, you know. Uh, pregnant bellies and like booty shorts complete white trash bash or white trash wedding whatever it was so i'm in the shortest jean shorts you can find i cut my jeans up real short boots on and i had this like wool sweater and a trucker hat and i had also gotten this like dollar store um like hair pomade stuff it was really just like olive oil it was a lot of oil so i had my my hair all greased up and everything and then uh i i kind of like uh a girl a, a really attractive girl wanted to mingle with me she had already dated a guy in my fraternity who was two years older than me so i was like this is not a good idea this is not good but my my fault that i wanted uh the the respect and she was beautiful and like i had not been with a girl like whoa like that her tits are out she had like fake tattoos on her tits like that you know they'd really trashed it up and i was like this this is not a good idea but by being by like resisting it i think she wasn't going to take no for an answer right. so we ended up sort of mingling around in the uh, pantry closet of our fraternity house cuz you can it's really hard there's 150 people in a house to find like a quiet area right. so we're in the pantry and word gets out that i'm in the pantry with her everyone thinks we're having sex everyone and which is a huge violation meanwhile we've probably barely made out um, cuz i know i didn't have sex with her but she had ripped, or someone that night had ripped the, the the jean pocket of my booty shorts. Right. They had ripped it off. So I, so you, it was really just like an open ass cheek with like my boxers underneath. Right. So somebody kicked in the door to us and thought that I was without my pants on because they were half ripped off anyway. Right. And they thought, well, they must be having sex. So the whole place thinks we're having sex. One dude's trying to fight me. Um, wasn't the guy who hooked up with her before. It was like a buddy of his. They, he, he just was like wasted right. and he's trying to fight me. So I, I found like a butter knife. It was the closest thing I could get. I was like, I might have to fucking try to stab a guy with a butter knife. And I ended up leaving and I just like walked out. I was like, fuck this drama. This is ridiculous. So I left the white trash bash, found some buddy's house on campus like a mile away, stayed there for the night. Next morning, I had to like navigate my way back in, in basically my boxers with like booty shorts on right. white trash outfit like completely white trashed out went to breakfast that way and then fine and then but that's university right yeah so yeah. university college it's like that shit you're gonna see somebody like you're that you're gonna see that you're always yeah. gonna be like that guy's got a story from the night before yeah and i didn't even hook up with her but i had dudes that like knew like it, uh, the word got out everyone knew so i'm walking back up it's a one-way street i'm walking back up to the fraternity house and the dude this dude donnie pulls over and he goes oh dude you bang, blah, blah, blah. and then he high fives me and i'm like yeah I, you that's don't like, turn that's, down that's a high currency. five that's currency like yeah. it's a thing that you you got laid i mean the opposite worked for me as well once i uh i, I 
it, it was a gross time in my life. I had like my own apartment and I was still young. And so everyone, everyone my age was still living with parents. And they were like, oh, yeah, shit, let's go to Eric's house. And so my house was always like the sort of party sure. house. Even though I wasn't a party dude, but I was just inviting people because then all of a sudden I became this party dude because it's just the location. You're the Hugh Hefner of that. If you have an That's, apartment and no one else does, you right. you get... Yeah, that's a huge... <laughs> it's your place or go drink in a car somewhere. Right. And so it was just easier to get like late after that time because like I had my own apartment. You're just setting yourself up in a better position. Like, what chick's going to bang you in your parents' basement? Some might, but like... Yeah, it's if a you have harder. your own place, and also, you might like, have a, an extra couple of drinks that night. You right. might have an extra date night it's just like you're yeah you're setting yourself up for a way better scenario and it was it was great but then but then like loads of mistakes happened actually I'll, this is horrible stories i'll tell you uh, i've never said it actually out loud uh well i've said it to a few friends but um so uh but one girl i was like just come home with me and and it, i was so desperate it was gross <laughs> it was sad it was sad and gross and she was as well we were the two stragglers at the end of a nightclub both two just realizing Pathetic. you're not going to do better. Yeah. yeah. And we were like, oh, come on in. And so we just... <laughs> we said, just hey, come on in. We just had sex and it was disgusting and pathetic. And, and What made it disgusting? Because we didn't want like each other. And like, I think you're I, not... I, was she a big girl? She was a really big girl, but I okay. didn't, that didn't bother me. You were shying away like, from that, but I could feel it. I could feel... <laughs> but, no, because that didn't bother me, because I've had sex with big girls before. That, that didn't bother me. It was... She was... She was <laughs> She was the gross girl of town. Yeah. Right? Like, she was known for the quite gross. And, and I was, like, a loser. I mean, I'll gladly say I was a loser. Very skinny, pale kid. We were not catchers. <laughs> Neither of us were catchers at the time. <laughs> she might be now and awesome and, and I'm married and I'm happy. Yeah. But, like... She fucked a Hollywood elite. Right? Yeah. That's a good deal she for her. That's on her Tinder bio. But, so, the, the next day, I was just... It was horrible. And I was like, just get out of here. Like, it was, I've never done that ever to anyone. I was wow. like, just, just go. I've got work to do. Right. And I didn't. But I've, of course, I was yeah. a disgusting, horrible human being just for that time. And but uh, you, you told, were able to tell her just to leave. Like, I would have had to get dressed in a business suit and walk out with her to play the lie because I'm such an idiot with, you know what I mean? Well, she had, she had work like 8 a.m. Oh, okay. So, so like, she had to I go. I was like, just go. Yeah. Um, but so then I told my friend, I was like, I can't believe I had sex with with her you know i'm not gonna say her name obviously and and he was like oh my god that's disgusting i was like i know but like we've all got that story haven't we and he then he went up to her and spoke to to her about it he's like oh my god you had sex with eric and she was like no way and so then he came back that's fair that's fair that's fair that's totally fair that she lied because i'm not a catch i'm sure your buddy knew you wouldn't lie about that either well so he came up to me he was like oh shit i caught you in a lie you know like because men do that's what i lie about who lies about having sex though exactly it's such a binary you inside or you're not no 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 because some men do they'll be like oh yeah i fucked her when they they? yeah i I know plenty of guys that lie but i said to him i was like why would i lie about her because she was the gross girl of town <laughs> right and, and I was like if I was going to lie about someone I'd surely lie about I would lie girl. about any other girl that's so funny <laughs> and he was like oh yeah good point um, so yeah why would you lie why would you lie why would I lie about that like, and why would she lie and why would she oh, lie? But she was well she would out. lie because I'm that's an I'm easy gross. thing yeah. I was also like not plus it's like it's also like yeah unfortunately you know there's a there's a double standard with how women are treated if they think they're sleeping around versus like, right, like that's I, true as if, well if a girl that's had sex with one true. guy in my high school we'd be like oh my gosh she's a fucking whore like we like when i say we i don't mean like what someone would like go to be like, a fucking whore but like yeah everyone would be like oh man she's loose like i remember one girl 
Like, and I don't understand where that comes from, actually, because why is a guy a stud and a girl a slut? It's, I don't know, and it's a thing that it doesn't help men get laid more, you know? It doesn't help guys get laid more. Uh, I know women, I know women um, competitively will call each other, will, will slut shame each other. That's, yeah, that's a pretty that. standard thing. I don't think there's really any Which I don't understand that. either. It's not to say that men don't. But I'm t- saying women definitely do. And that's kind of a whole, well, women, like traditionally, tribally, if there's like a guy going off to war, like there's women in his camp that are competing to get his seed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, if, if, like so women, I think, naturally have to be a little more cutthroat with, with, make, with, with, uh, with that. But that it doesn't that, sound right. No, but that, that, uh, I totally understand that because I, I've seen way more women call women sluts than I've seen men. And that's because maybe I hang out with, you know, decent men, hopefully. Right? And they can call each other sluts just for the way they look at each other. Yeah, and I, I find that very confusing because then I look at that and I go, wait, so you're calling them a slut and so that means that it's okay for us? And I, again, would never do it. But I'm like, th- you know, it's very confusing. Sometimes the messages that we get as men is very confusing because we learn from watching you as well. And if you do it, then surely then can we do it? No, we can't do no. it. But you <laughs> call each other sluts. That's but that's another place that there's a little bit of a double standard where it's like, well, I think women in general um, individually realize that and then kind of above that, like you don't see too many 40-year-olds being like, that chick's a slut. It's like you might see an 18-year-old or 19, 24-year-old girl. Like it's it's like a so, – uh, the dog's barking. He agrees, right, Boone? Yeah. So, the, so it's uh, – yeah, it's an interesting thing because – we, we lump everyone into gender, male, female, but it's just like the whole assault and slut-shaming and this and that, but it really comes down to like the maturity of an individual and what they've learned about being like, oh, maybe sex is cool. Like, I used to kind of like be so against people who smoked weed just because I, I had some stoner friends that literally I couldn't talk to because right. they would be so high. But I was like, that's also an extreme. Like, well, now I'm like, I think it's such a great thing for people to calm themselves down and do reduce anxiety and whatever. But mm. like, I've changed. I'm so much more tame in my beliefs on different things, where, whether it be certain drugs or, or, or sexual promiscuity. But I still struggle with, geez, if I found out that one of my buddies had sex with my girlfriend, like, like even if it was 15 years ago, Fuck, man. That would be a tough one to swallow. And right. I should be cool with it. You didn't know me. I didn't know you. I know girls that I've had sex with, and I'm cool with it because I'm over them and this and that. But like, if my girlfriend knew, she'd be like, ugh. It's just like a weird yeah, thing. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's fair enough. Like, but I guess... Like, do you ever... Do you know... Do you, do you and your wife talk about past partners? Yeah, we, we, we have. Like, because... Uh, it would be worse for her to find out now than if we just got got it over and done with. So, like, I know uh, some of the people that she's had sex with that are in our sort of friendship circles. Really? Just because... Well, I'd, I personally would much rather that have that. At the beginning, it's a little bit hard. It is a little bit hard at the beginning because then I'm like, oh, God. So that means you're... Because you'll always then go, I was inside your wife. You yeah. Know, it's all that. Which and is such a weird... It's like... It's it's a little more personal than a handshake, but it's not like it's like you had sex. Yeah, and, and but no, that's the thing. Now but I'm like now I don't care. When I first heard it, it's always a little bit hard. Same thing with her as well. It's not just a woman versus a man, like man and woman. Like if I when I told her about like some past exploits, uh, she she would struggle with it. But now she's like, well, yeah, you just had sex. Who gives a shit? Yeah, but. I'd much rather have that than it later resurfaces and then she's like, why did you never tell, tell me? Yeah. That's... It, it's like, interesting. My my lady has to deal with me 
sometimes you know i don't do i don't share those stories when she's on the podcast out of respect but also because like i want to share like if i want to share an honest story about like a, a like a sexual experience or something in the past i'm not it's not going to be honest if she's <laughs> sitting next to me it's just right. not so but she's t- she's totally listened to episodes where i'm like describing some blowjob i got and i'm like man because i know if it was reversed, I would not want to hear that. Like, not cool. I would want nothing to do with hearing about some dick she sucked. Oh, me me and my wife, we literally hear all these stories all the time. She tells them all the time right in front of me. And That's so much healthier. It doesn't bother me. The one thing that she struggles with, which I appreciate, she's getting better with, is literally my ex. Like, anything sort of about my ex, she sort of is your ex, with. Is your ex in your life? No, but she's trying to be. Like, uh, literally a month ago, she sent a thumbs up to my wife on Facebook. We're not friends on Facebook. Like she, a giant thumbs up? You know, one of, like one of the big ass accidental, thumb- One of the accidental oh, thumbs up. So she was Which means perusing. she was lurking around because lurking. she sent it at around midnight. She's currently in Australia. Okay, wait, real quick. Uh, spark notes. Your your wife is American, right? American, yeah. And, you're, and um, you've been together for how long? Uh, we married now three years. And you were dating very briefly before you got married. Very briefly. And so I know this because we did a show together maybe a month and a half ago, uh-huh. I'm guessing, um, about an hour outside of town. We had never met, and we both had very similar kind of stage experience. Like, oh, we yeah, both, yeah. like I, love, I love when I get to know a little bit about someone just from your set, your stand-up. Like, we both did like 10 or 15 minutes or 20, whatever yeah. it was. Watching you, I was like, oh, I, I could get Yeah, I was, like, I was like, that's what I told my, girl, my girlfriend. I was like, oh, yeah, there's a guy coming over. He's like the British me. He's like, yeah. uh, you know, like, you know, kind of similar, whatever. But any, but anyway, so so um, I was you know we've been trying to get you on so that's you know at the forty four minute mark can I can I can catch people up as to why yeah. we're how we got to know each other so so your your wife of four years yeah so we met so we met in twenty fourteen uh, we met in January engaged in April married in October and if Tasha was listening my girlfriend she would use that info against me because we're dating now for almost four years and don't and haven't been engaged yet yeah, so, but also we, we got married for various reasons in that like an ocean was uh, in between us yeah you got that and, Atlantic and it was just that hard a ring on a finger yeah it was re- genuinely hard genuinely like, like legally and all like yeah I mean there's a lot of things that factor in and also it's not like it's not like we just got married and it's crazy like when I met her five days after I met her I said to my best friend I think I met her who I want to marry. So it's not just like there was an ocean and well, we're fun. Aren't but we that's together? a catalyst like, that can make moves. But yeah, like you, there was, if for example, if there was no ocean between us, I don't know if we would have got married because I don't, I don't know if we needed to. So it's just, we needed to, because I would have married my girlfriend by now. If it, if it like required us to still be like, if, if she had to get deported to Arizona from California, cause like, you know, there's a big wall, the, the country's all separated. She can no longer stay in California unless she's my running. wife. The, the wolves are attacking her. She's got her AK forties, whatever. Yeah. You're, you're still in line to give blood. Robin's over there. I would put a ring on it. Get over here, honey. But like, we already live together. We already have our life together. So that whole thing, like, it's almost like I just haven't been where I want to be to get her the rock that I want her to, you know, all that bullshit. It's just, I know it's all limiting factors, but we're, I'm working on it. We're, you know, it's, it's a process. It's I think a, it's also like, just cause it, it, it symbolizes commitment. Yes. And, and that is sort of scary. Like, uh, you know, me and my wife, we, we'd have a couple of arguments like early on in the relationship because A, you know, we did move fast right. and B, not only did we move fast, but we moved fast like married and living together. We never lived together. And, and you're just and learning then, shit about each other And still. we used all our money on uh, immigration papers. So all of a sudden, like we went from like, oh, we're, we're doing comfortable money-wise to we went, we went to being poor 
We went back to being poor and yeah. struggling. So it was a really tough time. And we like had a couple of And that's big how most arguments. relationships fail. It's just it's just like financial issues. Yeah. And it takes away from like you know, the fun bits. The fun like, bits, yeah. This is just Traveling, admin. dating, the yeah. sexiness of it. So the crap admin just got in a way. Luckily now it's dealt with. And what's great is we went through that and now it's like well, I couldn't it's imagine so much in, easier. I couldn't imagine being in your shoes because you, it's, it's hard enough to get a job in this industry as it is. But now you got to do it as, as sort of like a, uh, an immigrant Right, I mean, yeah, well, now, like, yeah, but like she came to the UK for two years first. Oh, okay. So I was okay, and she she was struggling. And oh, she, so it was the exact opposite, where she had to like exact opposite, yeah. And so it was really hard on her and stuff. But but what was funny is I think if we weren't married, if let's say we had these arguments and we were just boyfriend and girlfriend, like I know that I would work hard because I'm I'm like that. I'm quite stubborn, and I'm like, no, we're in a relationship. We do leave, you, love each other. Here. This is just shit admin. Yeah. This is just shit admin. That's take a walk. But but <laughs> I I imagine that she would maybe have left and 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 now uh like now the relationship is so fucking good yeah but and i knew that because i'm quite good at looking ahead because of my anxiety because when i was homeless i had to look ahead all the time so i was really good at looking ahead and going this this is just a blip in a relationship we're just arguing about fucking bullshit admin we love each other clearly call it admin ed for administration yeah I, i love that term Admin. I've never used that. Oh, that oh yeah, I guess I've never. But I'm going to fucking use that because that's admin. what we argue over. Admin. Sweep it up. That's admin. Up. That's it's secretarial shit right there. It's shit. And it's yeah. got to get done. You know, from both sides, we've got to get the admin done. But it's it's. Well, boring. every time we fight, it's it's always over. It's never over like whether or not we're on the same page with wanting kids or this or that or our families we don't like. Mm. Like it's always something very admin. And we've struggled with sort of because she's way more OCD than I am. And right. I've had to pick up a lot of. Because I'm the I'm the stubborn one with the relationship. Like right. she's there's been plenty of times she's wanted to end the relationship, just because like we'll fight over something stupid. But it's like it's so offensive to her that she's better off. Like she wants to retreat on her own and live this life on her own because she's been in a position in the past where she's been like flogged by like dudes. Right. Like you know like a pretty woman has to deal with guys that don't take no for an answer. So I can't I can't not take no for an answer in a physical way, but I have and emotionally have to be like, look babe, I'm going to put up with I'm not I'm, I'm going to put my foot down in a lot of instances if you're not treating me right, if you're like being like a huge raging like yeah, some yeah. words sometimes come out of her mouth. I'm like, I'm not I'm not dude, they know how to hurt. Like they women, know how to hurt. Like like that's and that's the thing, men are more violent when it comes to physical, which is uh, horrible and sad. But fuck me, do they know how to like get inside our heart? But guys can push each it. other around and then go be best friends right after. Yeah. Like guys can like immediately. And also, like I re- I read Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, which is a really genuinely great book. Really helpful for me to understand why sometimes my my wife would go, "You're you're being a fucking asshole right now," and I was like, "What?" No, I'm not. And and then she's like, "You're not listening to me." And I'm like, "I am. You just call me an asshole, and I don't agree with you." But the thing is, it's because the way men show love is we are men, and here are the things that we show love. Yeah, we if give I gifts. It, and if I did it to you, fuck me. You'd be like, Eric, you're a bloody lovely boyfriend, and we suck each other <laughs> off. And it was like, what a lovely day. But the way I would show it, I'll be your to her. It's that's not love. It's not the same. And then it's the same thing the other the other way around. Like you know, and and then all of a sudden I was like, oh, she's doing that because if she did it to a f- like a woman, 
that wouldn't be love but to me it's like can you just give me a bit of space you know and all of, read the book man it's a fucking I'll have to check it out it's I've, a great book I mean all of a sudden I just understood her yeah and they it's a different it's language just, it's a different language and uh, and the ego can't get in the way of that because then you'll just both be single you'll just you'll just break up if, if you if like my chick the other day said she said fuck you to me and like I, it's probably been the last four, like several times like a conversation has ended with fuck you and I'm just like like I don't take that but I also have just shut my mouth yeah but in this well, instance I, I mean literally the exact same we are, we are very similar I was so late I mean I'm telling you it's been like several years like I, early on in the fights I'd like I'd like you know punch a you know, a, a, a wall or not like break things. Or, oh, fucking no, but you need to get that it. energy out. Yeah. Rawr. Get that energy out. And then I learned that they, but then that, that, and then she'd be like, oh, okay, great. That's real nice. Good for you. Oh, uh, you're going to hit like, <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. shit. So I lose my, I lose the, um, the battle when, when I, when I kind of show that physical thing that men just naturally do, uh, which, I, which surely, I understand. Surely it's better. I, I understand what, how she feels. That's not a nice thing to see from the man, but also like, we need to sometimes get that energy out. Surely it's better to just punch a table than punch you. Right. Yeah. And you can do that. Not in fr- you can do that not in front of them. So I've had to learn to just take the dog for a walk. And oh like, yeah. What the fuck. But in this instance, the other, it was the other day I was heading to work. I've also been working like crazy, you know, like easy 16, 18 hour days, easy, just double jobs. It's just been, you know, late stand up shows early and I'm up in the morning for her. No complaints. Love it all. But it, it's been a few, and it's just been exhausting. So the other day she, she was like, fuck you. And, uh, and I just like took a second and I was like, you know what? No, fuck you. Like, fuck you. And I was like, see, it feels good. Doesn't it feel nice to have your loved one say fuck you? So fuck you. And she's like, and then I left. And then I got downstairs, threw the trash out, and I was planning on leaving for the day. Yeah. And I was like, I, I just, that's just not how I operate. So like the whole eye for an eye thing, that's just not my thing. But in that in that moment, that was in my that thing. moment. It, but but it's not. It's really not my thing. I took a breath. I came upstairs. I um, and I was like, you know, look, that's not how that's not how my day is going to go. And uh, we're better than this, and blah blah blah. And then I kind of worked my way into a hug. You know, she kind of like dead fished it. She was, you know, because you know she was offended, but she also said the exact same words that I said back to her. Do you know yeah, what I mean? But, but so that, I was like, that's not the way I want to play at all. And we got to a better place. But I'm so glad I didn't just leave it on that note. I really am. But that's but that's the thing is, I, I some I feel sometimes like men are slightly better in arguments. But that's wrong to say. But but the reason is, I feel like when she comes up with me with a problem or an, an issue that she feels like, and I, now I've learned to just listen because she doesn't want me to fix it. She just wants right. to talk about it. But but like she'll talk about a thing, and then if we do end up talking about it, that's that that's the thing that we're now arguing about. Okay, but then all of a sudden, like I'll I'll come in with like, well, here's how we fix it, and I hope you feel better, and 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 you know, feel free to listen to it. Then she'll come in from the sideways with different problems. And then I'm like, whoa, 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 you're now making the argument to different things. And it's because it's like, it's been building up in her and now she has a hundred yeah. problems. And I'm like, let's just talk about one thing. And they're all probably symptoms of the real problem, whether it's like, oh, work is this and this and this. And it's like, well, it all kind of like waters down to like not feeling secure or whatever, yeah. not having control. Oh, know? and that's the thing. Yeah, it's normally about something else. I'll I tell you what, you have to read the book. Man. Okay, all right. I, I take people's advice. I'm going to order an... Uh, uh, it's on, so on, good. Uh, like one thing Amazon I learned. Today. One thing I learned was um, again language. She'll sometimes say things like "We never go out," you know. Or, or for example, that's an, that's one thing that she once said to me like, like a year ago. She was like, "We never go out," and we hear that, and we hear the word "never," 
And we go, well, that's not true. Because, <laughs> and then, and then you, because that's what and then we you're an asshole because you actually like challenged right. her. But also, like, it's, it's not that it's not that we never go out. Is that she feels like we never go out currently? Could we go out? But that's not how men listen or communicate. If I said to you, if I if I felt like we never go out, me and you live in this apartment, and we we, I would say, dude, can we go out? Yeah, that's how we would communicate. Yeah, you and wouldn't. Then, um, you wouldn't threaten the other person's kind of like because she's kind of threatening who you are as a husband. Yeah, because she's I, kind I, of I calling felt, you out, right? And I felt bad, and it makes me feel bad. And I'm like, well, that's not true. We're literally last week we went out, mate. Right? Yeah. And and, the, and then, then but then you're the asshole who's keeping tabs because then you're like, much we don't go. I just spent one hundred and forty dollars taking you to some high end movie theater to see Wonder Woman where you're passed out in the thing. We go out. We go out. I took you this, oh. and then you start. But then you start like using because that, that's a codependent thing to do. Is when you when you give someone a gift, then you go, yeah. Well, what do you appreciate me now? Like you kind of hold that hostage. Yeah. So it's like, well, like I went to your birthday, so maybe uh, maybe you come to mine. You didn't come to mine. Well, fuck you then. Like it's like it's a, it's a currency we hold against people. But here's the currency that I learned again back from in the book. Okay, I'm, mate, I've, I've genuinely after reading the book, I became such a better okay. Husband. I'm gonna read it and then we're and then afterwards we'll do another episode. I'd love that. Okay, but here's one more thing which <laughs> I, I was like, I learned so much is let's say if a man, if I was to take you out for a burrito, I'm paid for it, right? Good. It's like oh, cheers, dude, and that's like that's like two points. It's yeah. like you know we went out for a burrito, it was a delicious burrito, and Eric paid for it, fucking sweet. If I took you to like Fiji, like and I paid for it all. Then you're like, fucking hell, we went to Fiji with Eric. That's like 150 points. That's 200 points yeah. at least, right? So we value things, especially with financially. Financially. Especially the more it costs, the, the, the bigger the thing. The dent like, in the wallet. But like buying a car and taking you to the cinema is two different points. So like That's, that's, like, that's yeah. like a 10 points and a, and a hundred. While with women generally, you know, this is in case any lady listeners, it's generally speaking, that those are both one point. That's why when we hear like because it's time things, because it's time to them they, val- they value the time together. It's the thought as well. So like doing the washing up and buying you a car is one point. Yes, and that's mad to us. It's it's because, crazy because washing up is one point. Fine, a car buying you a car is a fucking. What it, like, you know what I had to do to get that car? Like the yeah yeah right. the fucking haggling. But it's it's the- just one thing, and that and that's why the little things matter because actually they are equal to a big thing. And once I started understanding that, I was like, oh well, that that's that actually makes my life easier. Yeah. Because now all of a sudden I don't have to just keep thinking, oh fuck, I've got to make sure I earn loads of money to pick on a holiday at the end of the year. Because no, it's the same just... as the four dollar flowers. Some in some exactly. cases. No, I told but... my buddy this who was in a fight with this girl. Like, you got to just get her flowers, send them to work. Like you have to do that. And then once you learn that, I came home the other night really late from a stand up show. Like the show went really late, and I was like, yeah. I was like, it's one a.m. uh one thirty in the morning. I was gonna, I was going to go to the local market and buy. This was Sunday night, a couple nights ago. I was like, going to buy a few things that that. Because Tasha had a busy week of work, like fun food she can eat for work. It's just a thoughtful thing. It cost me 14 bucks. I got a little hummus to go thing, some apples, some just yeah. random things that she would have bought anyway at work. But I, but I was like, I brought this for you. It yeah. wasn't, I wasn't moving mountains. I didn't want anything huge from her. I just wanted her to feel like, okay, waking up in the morning, knowing that like, even though I had a late night, not with her, that I was still thinking of her. Right, right. And like, like yeah, so when you learn what, that little gifts can go a long way, but also... You know, yeah. When you when you say that uh, she says we never travel, it's or we never go out. It's man, 
it's 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 a negative it's a negative statement to what they actually want like yeah by by saying hey we should go out more it's like a proactive thing versus them uh sort of holding you guilty for something that you can't now change but that but that's the thing that's what that's what we hear that's why we get defensive because we hear we never go out well what this what they're saying is i feel like at the moment, we've not gone out in a while, and I'd like to go out. Yeah, right, but and that, but that's confusing to us because we're simple creatures. Men are and dumb. If you're, and you if know when people when we go, men are dumb. It's because we're not good at reading between the lines. If you say to me, "We never dot dot dot," I will hear the dot 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 and hear the never, and then I conclude what you're saying. Yeah. While actually, it's between the lines. We don't do between the lines. I am hungry. Well. I'll feed you some food. No, what about my mother? What? <laughs> Are you talking? You just said you were hungry. Yeah. Like, You're right. We're not, we're not, uh, that's not, that's just not that's a not level us. of communication that, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I get, yeah, I have to remember, and, and we, you can't control whether or not the girl says it in a positive way or a negative way. You can control how you react to it, and that's where the that's tough hard. part is. That is very yeah, hard. Yeah, because it's like, it, especially if you're tired, but like, look, Babe, you know, my girlfriend makes so much more money than I do working one-tenth as hard as I work. I mean, phys- like, just hours. Like, today, her job's yeah. three hours long. Sure, it's going to be an aggressive day. She still has to get to the work and deal with assholes. But she's going to make what I'll make in the weekend. So, like, I'll spend all this time working. And she's like, oh, and she's at home bored. And it's like, well, fuck. Like, I'm sorry, but I, like, you, you want it. We want to get married in this shit. I got to work. Like, it's just a struggle. The exact same problem. Yeah, yeah, I and I'm, what I'm trying to do now is just like step up my game into a place where like, all right, well, maybe obviously the side jobs aren't going to be enough to finance my life forever, but also like we're in, we're in a place where as comedians, you got to do the side jobs to be able to get on stage and yeah. and every 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 minute that you're performing on stage, what in most cases isn't paid, especially in this town, but you're you're kind of like that's your 401k. That's your retirement because you're really building a, a unique act. Like in in Europe, I mean, don't they don't they pay more when you do stand up over there? Or it, it varies. Varies. Like it varies. Like because every country's, it's not like every country's the same state. You know, every country's got its own laws. But you performed in France. Edinburgh at we said twenty two. So how long ago was that? Uh, Holding now nine years. So you've done stand up for a long time. Nine and a half years now. How strong is your wife's sort of belief in you? Well, in, in in the trajectory of your career, well, I mean, she she's incredibly supportive. She's like insanely supportive, and it's really really good. And she does struggle sometimes. Like I this year, I was away for like three months on tour around Norway and oh, Mont- Montreal and stuff like that. Do you do so, jokes in French? Parle yeah, français? Yeah, je parle français. Ouais. Ouais. Right. So that's that's fun <laughs> being able to do it in both languages. That's crazy. And. uh she's insanely she's super supportive and like like th- this year i i wrote a short film and i was like you know what fuck it, i'm gonna direct it i'm a big movie nerd yeah but i've never directed anything i've never gone to film school i just know i've watched i watch like three or four films a week right which is unhealthy but actually that's my i, I love this i love it as much as i love comedy sure and so i was like fuck it, i'm gonna direct it and I'm not going to direct it with a skeleton crew. I want it for film festivals. So I was like, I'm going to fund it myself. So I got a producer on board. Uh, because producers will fund your film if it's a feature length or if, you've, if you've got a name. I've never directed anything. Why would anyone give me money? And it's not a <laughs> feature length. It's a short film to right. go to film festivals. So I was like, I'm going to pay for it myself. It's going to cost me about seven to eight grand. 
Which is a big chunk of the oh, money absolutely. that we have. Big just chunk to, out. to not get it back, just to make something. Just to make something. And, ju- and, and, and the thing is, if it goes well, all of a sudden, I could be a director. Yeah. And all of a sudden, that's more money. But oh, if it doesn't I mean, go well, that's eight grand every wasted. Lena Dunham and, and, and you know, people that they, they do a 10, 15, 20-minute short film. It, sh- it shows your chops. It's money you got to put... You know that you're just giving away because anything can go wrong on it. Your sound guy yeah. can anything can go wrong on it, but it's a it's a way to tangibly show the world what you can do right. at the and festivals so, where the people who who do give money to directors that's where they go. Right, and so it's a big gamble, but I have I have faith in myself because I'm that's all I do. If I if I'm taking on a project, I'm going to work my who who myself. can have more faith in you but you? You know, right? No one believes in me like me. But Jordan, my wife, does. And that's good because she, she did say she was like, "Look, I'm struggling with the fact that you're spending that much money on it, but I know that you can make it." And I'm like, "He fucking legend." That's great. Like, it's, it like, is a struggle because it's like you look at that money and you go, "Well, that's the that's the vacation that we've been wanting to go on." But yeah, yeah. then she's also got to understand that it's a it's a gamble, but it's educated. You're not at a slot machine. You're banking on yourself, right? And also, like, and for me, like as you said, a vacation. I was like, yeah, that vacation is one two weeks out of the entire life that we can have. Well, while that film, once it's made, it's made. And we, I could be a director for the rest of my life and 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 do a blockbuster. Right. And we can you can go on vacations whenever you fucking you'll want. La- you'll be laughing in hindsight at right? like the, at the at the eight grand chump yeah. change that you spend into it. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, she, she's super, super supportive, but she does struggle, How did it go? understandably. No, I'm directing it in end of November. Oh, great. Hey, let me know if you need a personal assistant or a PA. Or I a, actually probably could. I'll yeah. help you out. I love to help out on, on projects like that. That's great. Well, good for you for that. I mean, we're going to start wrapping it up because we just hit an hour. Right. But um, I didn't even get into a lot of, you know, a lot of things I wanted to talk about. Well, the thing you, is, so. like, what, we're, you're going to read the book. Yeah, I'm gonna read the book. I'd love to come back. This was a nice, easy chat. I loved it. I'd love for you to come back with Tasha on because you know she's from from Kentucky, which is horse racing capital of the U.S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, does your does your wife Jordan does she ever like worry about how your parents didn't work out? Does she look at that and go, "Oh, like you are kind of the product of a nomadic lifestyle"? Uh, Yes and no. In that, uh, she also comes from uh, parents who were really young when they. got together and they both separated even earlier actually than than my parents did but also if me and jordan were like our parents we would already have a 10 to 15 year old kid <laughs> yeah uh, which is that's life-changing to the point where i might not even be a comedian and so i said that to her i was like look we don't have a kid we're already very different to our parents Right. Because like our parents weren't necessarily the best parents. Actually, no, that's not true. They, the, our parents were good parents, but they were just fucking young, yeah. and they made loads of mistakes. We will make loads of mistakes when we're parents, but with thirty now, the longer you wait to get married or have kids, the better the chances are. Right. Just statistically, like the longer you can wait and live your life and get your finances down and your own creative balls rolling, right. the better off you are. And and so I think that. A helps, but B like, and I love my dad. He's a really good dad, but like he he won't read a book, right? You know, and not out of stubbornness, more like he just doesn't really care for it. They don't have this self improvement, uh, you know, drive thirst that we have. Yeah, 
I mean, I've got my whole bookshelf is like I can't throw. Just last episode, I'm written the Four Agreements, then the Superior Man, then the then the, the, the all these different books, the uh, Five Love Languages, which sounds a lot like what I'm going to read with um, Men Are from Mars, Women Are from Venus. The love languages. It's like women. They just want to be, and for the most part, want to be touched and spend time with them. Yeah. God forbid I do that, but all I want to do is work my side job as much as possible so I can come home and pay and buy something. Yeah, for but her. The, well, <laughs> yeah, but also it does get confusing. It's don't put yourself down for that because sometimes I'll hear things like we have a very happy life right now, me and my wife. But sometimes I'll hear her go, "I can't wait for a garden." A front yard or backyard. Pressure. I can't wait for pressure. So now I hear that and I go, well, our current apartment doesn't have that. And she's got a great job, but it's not, it, you know, it pays enough to live off it while it's me that's maybe going to make big bucks for this job, this sure. fucking house, right? And so all of a sudden I'm like, she wants a garden and I love her. I want her to have a garden where she can grow the spices that she keeps talking about, right? Absolutely. And so all of a sudden I have to go out and then she's like, well, you spend more time with me. And I'm like, yes, I want to spend more time with you, but you also want a fucking garden. We only have one car at the moment in LA and she's mentioned every now and then. She doesn't mean it. She doesn't mean it with spite, but she'll say like, can't wait to have a second car. That'll be fun. That'll be useful. And I go, okay. And that's I, the energy that pushes men the, to greatness or, then, or people in general, because it's like, fuck, you got to fucking succeed. Yeah, and which and is so, scary. And you know, the thing is, I I know that she loves me, and if we are currently at this, this level right now, then I, th- I hope that she'll be f- happy. But like, I know that men can be happy in one apartment with very little, and if we've got good relationships, we're happy. But like my 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 wife, you know, like she'll mention things like. I can't wait. And as soon as she has a garden, she'll be like, oh, I wish we had a garden with a tree. You know, little things like that just to improve life. She doesn't mean anything mean by it. And it's not, there's no ego behind all that. There's no like, I want another purse. I want, you know what I mean? No, it's, it's not just, like, a, it's like, it's just a nice thing to want, to want right. to have breakfast out by the garden. But Who then when I hear that? that, I'm like, all right, I've got to go out and work. And, and that's the problem is it's, you know, when you see like the mad men, you know, the men, they go out working nine to five, Monday to Friday and stuff like that, and they spend no time with their kids. But they're doing that to make sure that the kids have a nice house, food, college, and that's fucking hard. And the trappings of that is then, then like, the guy's just bringing the check and then the wife's banging the cross train, the, the co- you know what I mean? Like, there's, if, there's, you have to balance out spending the time with them. And luckily with comedy, as busy as I can get, I'm still having, like, if I, I still have so many free mornings, I've got, like, all, the, I've got, like, yeah, I got to go out. But, like, last night I got home from, I worked my job from, I've, I've recorded a podcast from, like, 9 to 10.30 in the morning, worked my job from 12 to 9. Mm. Then I had a show at 11.30 at night. So I was like, all right, I'll come home and have dinner at 9.30 and hang out with my girlfriend for one hour. I have one hour. And then I got to go back, do that, and then I come home at 1 a.m. And then we have to wake up early. Like, I just, it's every day, it's fresh because every day is different, but you got to find the time to be like, all right, well, we got the morning off. Let's go play tennis together. Like, we just, I really have to find the time to get to to spend with her because I don't need that personally. I don't need the quality time that she needs. I need the, like I said, with the five love languages, the affirmation. I need her to say like, oh, you're doing the right thing. You're on the right path, which I don't get much of from her. She comes from a family where like, they don't really compliment each other. Well, well, that's, what I, that's what I need. Well, yeah, but you need to tell her that because, yeah. because she'll tell you what she needs, correct? I've had, to, I've had to learn what she needs, but I don't know if she, I don't know if she ever knew how much she needed because I don't think she's ever been with a guy that was as busy doing things. 
I really don't. So like I've had to learn like what she needs and also know that I need my own personal alone time, which luckily she's been really busy with work. So like I mentioned off the air, I'm going to go like hang out by like a coffee shop and just stare at people. And I'm going to get that alone time that I just desperately need. Right. Because I don't get that when I do stand up. You're just hobnobbing with people. Like it's it's just not the, that that's not the restorative time I, for me. Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah, so like I have to like, um, you know, it's L- little efforts. Like I spend a lot of time on the laptop at home. But as soon as she comes at home, I just close the laptop and I give her like five minutes. Yeah. Just five minutes, her, no laptop. We do device-free time, DFT. Well, that's nice, DFT. Because we'll find, yeah, we'll find ourselves on the couch, both on our phones, and it's like, they're really, I mean, that's all right, that's all right, but, you know, there are limited amounts of times, you know, certain busy days, it's like, let's just ditch the phones, even if we're watching TV, like, let's actively, like, be together and watch it, versus yeah. be on our phones and watching TV. And it's then, hard, though, it's hard as well, because that's that's every couple around around the world I'm guessing yeah. it's, it's addictive like she she gets annoyed this is the one thing so I'll if we watch a program that she wants to watch and I'm on my phone she's like that's distracting me and I'm like okay cool but then all of a sudden like I'll put on a show of mine and then she does it and then I'll go hey honey a, a little joke I go hey honey that's that's actually quite a little bit distracting and she goes <laughs> oh fuck you Eric. and then I'm like but yeah, you just give I, it I, I learned from you yeah <laughs> I had that. I mentioned this on the podcast. So, uh, seeing seeing my place, you can see that the kitchen's separated by the living room, but not completely. Right. So, I was in the kitchen, and she's asking me for something. Or, I'm sorry. I was in the living room, and she's trying to talk to me. I didn't hear a thing she was saying. The right. air conditioner's on. The TV's on. I can't hear a thing. She comes out so pissed off. I've been fucking, you know, blah, 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 blah. And she got really upset about the fact that I wasn't listening to her. And deep down, what she was really upset, like not feeling listened to, is a big thing. Like, I feel like most women have that feeling where, like, people don't listen to them especially in her industry like no one listens so she was extra mad at me for not listening right i and, and also we are bad at listening i mean i i read an article about how men can improve this was after harvey weinstein scandal it was a guardian article i ended up sharing it on my facebook because it was actually a really good thing we're bad at listening and yeah that's my thing that i'm struggling with i interrupt for example but i interrupt equally i don't interrupt a woman because that's she's how men really. talk like we're, talk. we're both dudes we will interrupt each other and ping pong back and forth I've I've seen it was an amazing sight to behold because like we interrupt each other but it's just one, one, me and you me and I've you. talked over my girlfriend three. on the podcast and like like I'll know about it an hour later she'll be like well, f- you know what fuck that like double and I'm like oh shit like hey didn't even realize it my bad because I because I I just have to realize I can do that with you I can't do that with her but that's but that's frustrating and that and that's something that I still struggle with because for me that's not mansplaining that's this is how men talk and then I watch generally I watch my wife with three other women and we're just me and you if there was another guy here I would struggle to just keep up sure but sh- they were all talking at the same time and I, it was, I was watching it and they all understood yeah and they're other. just not worried about like they're, they're not being offended because it's not the guy that they love talking over them right or but, but then I'm like Look, you see, that's not mans. You're not mansplaining each other. You're just having a conversation. Yeah. No one has. Hey, no, you just interrupted me there. No one has a conversation where. Uh, no, don't. That's. No one has a conversation where it has to finish at the end. And are you ready? Yeah, for we're me? not. Ah, no, that's not. No. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's impossible. We're not in court. That's it's it. like it's like my turn, your turn. Right. It's but so difficult. That's, but that's how you know. Yeah. So so uh, so then the next day or the day later, I'm in the kitchen trying to yell for Tasha, and I was pretty loud, and and she didn't hear me, or whatever. And I walked into the living room, and I was like, just so you know, I've been calling for you, and it's okay. I know you couldn't hear me, so I walked in here just to say my piece or whatever. Right. Right. And right. she knew exactly what I was doing, 
and she laughed and I diffused it but like I was kind of like I'm gonna not only show you how it's done but also like label it afterwards be like see look we could have done that easier yesterday yeah as the roles were reversed like you have to realize we don't need all the friction to like get things accomplished here but it's hard though like you know if she was having a stressful day like if I have a stressful day even though I learned a lot of stuff in that book sometimes it just won't apply because I'm stressed out yeah Ah! And like, I had to learn how to deal. I had to learn how to deal with um, performance anxiety before stand up, because um, I never really had a girlfriend in my early days in stand up, and I would Lisa. yeah, <laughs> I would uh, yeah, I would just be walking in circles, talking to myself, blah blah blah, just kind of like being pretty jittery, whatever, mm-hmm. normal, normal levels. Mm-hmm. But with her, I've had to realize like I'll. Um, I was kind of sabotaging my stand-up because I was stressing her out. I was like, so I, I don't know. I just, it wasn't healthy, and I had to learn that, oh, I do get kind of strung up before a set, like an important show. And she's also had to learn that maybe if, if I have a show in two hours, maybe that's not the time she's like, oh, we should go to Home Depot and buy those lights we needed to get. You know what I mean? like, yeah, she's yeah. had to learn, like, all right, well, maybe that, that is his work. And that's another thing that, that I think she still has to learn is that like uh, just, uh, just yesterday, just the other, the other morning, she wanted to get all this work done she wanted to sweep and do all these different things around the house that's not not, sweeping is not a lot of work but we had all these shit everywhere and i was heading to my first job of the day i had 15 hours of jobs ahead of me and i was like never in a million years if she's heading to work am i trying to get her to clean up with me like she had to go to work this morning i made her breakfast sandwiches like it's so it's so like it's hard for her to wrap around the thought that i have a job that takes up a lot of my time and Mm. i have to get ready for it too and i don't need two hours to get ready i can literally get ready in seven seconds yeah but it's kind of like don't you realize like look on paper how many hours i've worked the last four days and 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 just like just give me a little like i'll have the next three days off so whatever extra little thing piled up or things we need to do i got it I, i i do all of our laundry i love i have no problem doing all of that shit yeah I put some just trust on. me. Trust me. Just give me a few it. days. Like I just don't have the time right now, and 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 so it's been a the struggle has been like well we need to communicate. Okay, this is the time we're going to do this. Yeah. Because oh, it happened Sunday morning. I had to work from eleven to eight. Then I had a show at nine. So I, I worked basically. Yeah, the last thing you want to yeah. do is fucking admin. Yeah. And we just got this new TV. Uh, that's it, admin. Fuck yeah. So we just got this new TV. We had to switch it all over. The old TV's hanging out. There's boxes everywhere. And then I just wanted to watch football for one hour. At one hour, Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. I wanted to watch football. 11 to 9, I had my side job. And then at 9, I had a stand-up show. I got home at 1.30. So all I wanted was that one hour. And she's like, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, she, but she had all day to hang out. But So she wanted to, like use my manpower to get shit done and that's the day that ended with fuck you no fuck you and then i walked out all mad and came back and repaired it but i was super late for work because right. i'd rather be 10 minutes 15 minutes late for work than then then spend nine hours at my side job with my girlfriend and i yeah. in bad terms but I, yeah it's like, I, so I, like, said, I said to, i said to jordan um because you know when i when i when she moved to the uk she had no job, so she was taking care of everything. It was a very 1950s relationship where I was the only one working, and so she cooked, cleaned, everything like that, yeah. right? And it was kind of fair in that, like, you know, I was working really hard. That was her like, currency. She was helping was, you out. Right. Yeah. And then, but then when I moved to LA, uh, I still had that frame of, frame of mind, um, even though uh, all of a sudden the roles were slightly reversed. She was working 
just as hard as me but I still didn't really do that much around the house and so she was she highlighted it and I was like oh shit yes of course I'm dumb and so then I started get, getting into it but I still wasn't doing enough and then I was like you know what would really help me out just because uh, that just, it would help me out write a list every single time you want me to do something got, we, I got a whiteboard for the kitchen just write a list and then I'll do it and then I highlight it off and I cross it off and I was really good at that but then one day I literally I just she wrote it like on a Tuesday. It wasn't done by Wednesday. And she was like, Eric, the list. And I went, okay, well, I need to set some boundaries here. If I haven't done it, it's because you have to trust me that I hadn't, I didn't have time to do it. Whether it be because of work. Because we don't want to be controlled. We, we want to do the work, but not, not feel like we're like, have someone watch over but us. But also not just that. Seat. Like, you need to trust that if I haven't done it, it's because I've got, I've got my shit to do. Yeah. Right? Whether it be watching a football where I need to do that for my That work. list is a thing, man. Every guy listening goes, fuck. Because they know they get that honeydew list on a Saturday morning. And, it's and I, d- I don't mind the list because then I, d- I do it and she goes, thank you. And I go, fucking sweet. And you get the reward. Yeah, you get the affirmation. We're like a dog. Like, just it, we're, we're, we're just dogs. They need to, like, they, they've way, way overthought the, 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 the male brain here. We really do. I love lists. I love boom, boom, boom. Um, what what, what uh, the feminist will say is that that's emotional labor. That, that, that she has to make a list for things for you to do. That you, I'm not saying this is right, but this yeah, is yeah. the big thing. My girlfriend, like the big, like you should just know what to pick up. I shouldn't have to tell you today before but my podcast. Dumb. She was running out the door, and I was like, I was like, hey babe, you just if I were you, if I were you, what what should I do? What should I do? She was like, the dog's bowl needs to go away. You got to pick up the dust from the from the tree. She sprayed the tree with this yeah. d- dust. Pick that up, and um, and like one more, and put the your backpack away. And I was like, okay, cool. But like I probably wouldn't have done any of those because it just doesn't. That just doesn't. I don't see that. I I I see. I live in a little more of a chaotic like mindset. So it took her nine seconds to tell me all that, and I was like, "Got it. Got my mission. Gonna go do it." And I did it all. And then I actually was hanging. And then I was. And then I charged my phone and ADD. And next thing you know, she's like, "Yeah, but you didn't do that thing." Okay, yeah, yeah. And I kind of like, you know, I kind of just, you know. But like, but and and I appreciate that. Like some people are like, "Well, you should just know." Well, I don't. So emotional if, labor. This is, this is I got I got into an argument <laughs> with her about this, right? She was like, "This is when we were arguing about the list sort of thing," and she was like, "Well, you're you know, you're men are idiots," and I went, "Okay, <laughs> let's use that. If men are idiots, and you know that men are idiots, teach us." By giving us a fucking list. Like, that is, for me, annoying and logical. Yeah. Like, can you hear me getting angry now? Because that's actually, <laughs> that's actually fucking annoying when people go, you should just know. And then they also say, men are idiots. Well, if men are idiots and you are so fucking higher, then teach us. Men are highly trainable. We, highly trainable. All we need we is a list. A, we, you and I should go on tour teaching women how to teach us. Because I think that if you show... In, but, this, but again, emotional labor, I think... My girlfriend well, no, uses it, that it, term. It has, it, to be a, it has to be a two-way street. I mean, imagine if you had a family and the guy's like, what time does John have to go to practice? Look it up. Look at, like, imagine, like, if, if you, if, you know, like, the woman becomes the Alexa or the Siri where you just yell at your wife, like, hey, where's the, when are we going to, hey, babe, when are we going to meet um, Cher, uh, Cherub and uh, Mark? Wednesday? Okay. And then an hour later, did you say Wednesday? You know, like, we're, yeah, like, yeah. we're kind of, we can be, you, you, we can, as men, we can just shout out questions because women know, they know all these things. They really are smart and organized and all that. And I know that I'm, this is super sexist to like blanket them, but it, it's, they call it emotional labor when you do that much. But it's like, 
that's it shouldn't be emotional labor to write a list and be like, hey, what's the best thing that I can do right now? And, and because it, it's a very and proactive also, and honest uh, thing but also, that you want. It's just worked. Because as soon as lists start getting done, the jobs around the house start getting done, which means she was happy. And I was like, yeah, and now that works. That's our thing. Versus two people like, uh, you know, you know, sometimes like I'll be vacuuming and she'll be pulling something else out and we're not on the same page. Versus like right. if you have a list, one person, I can be, I'll be like, get out of the kitchen. You see my place. Get out. Get out of the kitchen. I want to clean and do shit and like not have you. And she'll literally be sweet, you know, drying things right next to me. Just go. Get out of the way. You know, I got it. I can do this. Yeah. Like it's important to be to have that communication and that comes from lists and from just being like all right just knowing all right hey we got we got an hour let's let's do this clean the place up we have friends coming over later i can totally do that it's just i'll forget and um and i'll be like I, i'll have a podcast guest coming over and she'll be like oh geez this uh, you know the, the, she thinks the place is like turned upside down and it's really just you know one minute worth of work it really is yeah. like the simple little things but to her it's like the end of the world and and what that is is that we didn't we weren't proactive enough to have that conversation and smart enough to have that conversation be like all right what do we need to do okay let's just do it all right yeah. put the music on it's fine like there's i i can't say how it, it just makes life easier yes it's a shame that we don't just know but again women also should read men are from mars women are from Venus because yeah. because literally the, the the thing goes male brains just do one thing at a time. We're not we're not very good at multitasking, right? right. And there's plenty of reasons. I'm evolutionary wise. I'm, sure. I'm a big evolution person. But in but the, and we're different, and it's not better or worse. It's different. It's just different. It's and, different and, if, and and that's the problem with a lot of society saying no, we're the same. It's society has treated you differently. Maybe maybe that's part of it. But also just fucking know that we're different and equal, and that's what makes a good relationship work. Is we, that you play to each other's strengths and right. weaknesses. We are equal in that we should be treated as equals like i don't understand why we don't get paid equally like we should be treated as equals we also need to understand who we are so like you know if, if someone if a woman is allowed to say men aren't good at multitasking which generally we're not but some men are because every brain there's not just a male brain and there's a female brain there is a female brain male brain and anything in between sure. that's why you've got male and female and then you've got transgenders and and, and people that still want to keep their dicks but actually still associate as women you've got all everything of that beautiful spectrum yeah. right and so if you've got that you have to understand that everything's different so like the multitasking the reason we're not that good is because while men had to go hunt for a thing, they, they had one job. Find a gazelle, which could take up to a day or two, kill it. Bring it back. Bring it back. So that's why we are spatially better. That's why men are worse at driving, but we are better at parking. Interesting. Because we are spatially better. It doesn't mean that women can't be spatially good. It just means that statistically men are better at that because we had to find our way back to the fucking village before GPS existed. <laughs> we had to do it with using the stars. And, oh, do you remember that big, big mountain? We walked past that big mountain. And then you have to do yeah. that. Meanwhile, the woman is at uh, the village taking Ta- care of the kids, kids doing the all fire, the food. Uh, grandma, grandma's crying. Fucking all of that. Oh my God, a lion's attacking. So make sure, kids, come back. They have to do fucking yeah. everything. That is why also emotionally they are more intelligent because they had to love the kid because if the kid didn't wasn't loved, the attached. kid could walk off yeah. the tribe and then be eaten by a lion. But, but now it's like, no, no, honey, 
come come and stay with mama, right? And women are better at that. Once we understand where we come from, we have to then we understand that. Yeah. Don't be offended. And when I love looking to the caveman times because you're literally not not quite caveman times, but the village t- tribal times is because it's a very um, uh, exaggerated like view like guys hunt bring it back girls there it was that's just what it was obviously it's it's matured since then but we're still but we still not have really no we're, it, yeah, we're brains, just monkeys still. our brains are intelligent enough that we can override certain things so but that example, reptilian reflex is still there yeah. the reptilian reflex would be like gotta go bring home the bacon like that's still like that that's what made, yeah. us, made us survive yeah yeah absolutely it's it's, it's heavy stuff we're an hour and a half. We usually go an hour, but I love chatting longer. I, lo- I like can. that we went from like, like we're gross men, and yeah, like, and, and then we're like, <laughs> no, but actually, we're quite sensitive, and we're trying to learn. Which, but I think best. honestly, if any, if any, here, okay, so a few episodes ago, I did an episode on toxic masculinity. I sat in my car and I recorded it by myself. I yelled into the microphone, and basically, what I was trying to do is say, like, let's talk about it. What is it? Because it's just a weird term that I just heard probably like a month ago for the first time. So on Facebook, I said, hey, hey, friends. What do you think? What is toxic masculinity? Why don't you write it all down? Blah, blah, blah. Release the episode. Spend, you know, an hour exporting it, doing all the dumb shit you got to do for it. I do that every twice a week. And then the next day, I get a message on my Facebook timeline from a girl or a lady. I can't call her a girl. A lady. And she said, like, women shouldn't have to teach you what toxic masculinity is. That's emotional labor. I clicked on this girl's lady's page. I didn't. I wasn't even Facebook friends with her, and I was like, I just asked my friends to help crowdsource what this is, and we got in this whole big thing. And then I just realized, like, to circle around, I was like, she's not mad at me; she's just mad at men. And I get and that. It's such I, a heated thing, but it's like, what am I doing wrong here? So the, the fact that the fact that you want to learn is good. It, it means that look, I'm looking at myself in a in know. a not white knight type of way. I don't want to learn in in a way that. I like I've grabbed a vagina and an ass before and a tit. I want to learn like I'm not I'm not doing the Ben Affleck like oh I'm better than all of them and then you're gonna come find some things out. No, like I've also been drunk at bars trying to get laid like the rest of guys. The the, the more honest I can be with that, the the less sort of like high you know like entitled place I come from. It but does, I think if any it woman, it doesn't matter where you come from. The, the fact that you genuinely want to learn, yeah, is good. It, it can matter. only help all of us, and it's not just with, uh, with with sex. It could be with race and and anything like that. But by being honest, yeah. By being honest, I'm not I'm not trying to like have an audience who goes like, oh, geez, the feminists got him now. It's like, no, 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 no. I'm who I am, and I think any rational person who's listening could understand what we're talking about when we talk about how women and men are different. It's just these labels, like this this lady, she attacked my Facebook status but never listened to the podcast episode. And it's like, I don't make money off of the podcast. I, You know what I mean? I'm not writing some article, clickbaity thing, 10 ways to get rid of toxic masculinity, follow me on Instagram right. now. Like, that's not my jam. But... So I think when people actually listen and have the conversation, they realize we're closer to the same page. Most men, uh, you know, while while defensive in their own right because they feel personally attacked, understand that we're we've you know crossed the line in so many different ways, and we want our women to be happy, feel safe, all those things. Especially when you get married or in a serious relationship. I mean, nothing be- makes you become more of a feminist than having a wife or a girlfriend who comes home crying because someone treated her inappropriately. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Nothing makes you want to go to bat more for the ladies in your life. And and like here's something that I j- I just heard you say, and as a, a feminist would say, you can't say that. And then I was like, well, here's a counter argument. You said our women, 
right? And that's like, we're not ownership. They're like, you don't own us. Right. But then my wife will say, that's my man. Yeah. Right? And so then it's like, that's fine because I heard you say our oh, women and and little voice in me was like, can he say that? Can, is that right? And then I went, yeah. and no, but also, and then, but then adding the but also, it's like, typical man, not <laughs> but also. And it's like, no. I love that my woman is so independent. I love that about her. I love that she's not an anti-feminist. I know a lot of women be like, oh, feminists are crazy, blah, blah, blah. No, I think the general principles are great. There's just people that take it to different extremes. Literally, any, think, but again, any topic. But women, there'll, be, there'll be women in the Midwest or in somewhere where they're in like a red state and they're, they're like anti-feminist because... That makes the guys happy to be like, yeah, fuck women, fuck that. They're these bitches, and the, and like chicks will turn on each other because it keeps them in the rank, and right. that's kind of like a cult vibe. Yeah. I think naturally, like I've got a woman who you can have an intelligent conversation with her. She'll blow her, she'll blow her top out of anger because she's got strong points of views, and I love that, even when I don't agree with it. Mm-hmm. I love her points of views. I love that she's independent like that. I love that she knows she's like my girl. But by my girl, I have to be on my toes and know to treat her with the respect and this and that. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, but yeah, when you when it comes down to it, I mean, there's so much like vitriol out there because you say the wrong pronoun. It's like I'm she, them, they. Like we're just trying our best. The we're trying the our are, best. That is absolute. That is encapsulates. I'd say the majority of intention. Men. We're trying our best. <laughs> if we make a mistake, teach us because. Yeah. And I quote from you: "Men are idiots." And then, and then, just if we make a mistake, like if you make a mistake, we don't go, "You fucking dumb piece of shit." We go, oh, "That's all right, just yeah." Do all right, but you didn't mean to. Like, if, like I, I got a black eye, uh, a black eye in Little League. Some guy elbowed me in the eye accidentally, and I, and like the second I knew he accidentally elbowed me in the eye, who fucking cares? It's fine. Like, if he meant to punch me in the eye, I would be like, dude, fuck you. But, like, the intention wasn't to hurt me. Same thing with my girlfriend. Like, if the intention's not to hurt me, I'll get over things in a second. I really will. Because that's, I'm all about, I'm like a, such a loyal member of, like, a team. I'm a, such a team spirit guy that as long as we're on the same page and we're fighting the same fight, we're good. You know, and I have to remember that, that. Now, you know, for men listening, don't be so offended if women say, you know, all men are pieces of shit, whatever. Prove them wrong. And that's like the 12-step program and all those things. I like prove them, prove people wrong with love and, and um, listening and things like that. And it, a lot of that goes counter to, you know, the genetics and the way we we're raised. And, and you just have to fight that. And any women listening, you know, when, when a man is willing to go on that adventure allow mistakes so when i first read the book again like i'm treating like a bible but genuinely it helps so <laughs> how much, much are they paying you <laughs> yeah i know right i'm gonna go like, order right now i'm gonna but get i when i first read it it was in my head i sort of knew everything that i had to do but i still made mistakes it's like i can read how to swim but until i jump in the pool and i might drown a couple of times you know like until then you know, I, I will make mistakes. And that's the same thing. It's like I read the book and I knew all the tools, but then I was like, I don't know actually how to use them. And it took me a while. And then I made some mistakes along the way. And then she was like, hey, that's a mistake. And I go, yeah, yeah, I'm, but I'm aware of it. And I'm just working on it. Just please Versus be patient. being defensive and going, no, 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 no. I've read the book. I'm working. By saying, yeah, oh, you're right. I fucked up. Like that, that, that can end any fight. Uh, admitting ownership over an issue and then being like, all right, I fucked up. Shoot. Like the other day, they were arguing over something so stupid. And she was like, lay down. This is more like therapy podcast, isn't it's, it? It always is. But it's I've just like, go soon, yeah, yeah, we got to get out of here. But I'll t- I could talk to you all day. Um, 
where can people we'll come back? We'll come yeah, back where can people find your your uh, in what's your social media? So it's, everything is literally my name. It's Eric Lamper, and I'm sure that the, na- the name L A M B P E A R. No, no, no. So that's like how I phonetically pronounce okay. it. But it's L A M P A E R T. So the name will be in the description. Oh, Lamper. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah your just Facebook, look in the description. You gotta, yeah, your Facebook name fucked me up. Um, and so because uh, because I've got Facebook for my. F- friends and i've got facebook for the, the okay creep. so but you have, you have instagram and twitter all of that same okay I'll, okay I'll put all that in the description so everyone uh go follow eric let him know you listened on the podcast you loved him share sh- uh, you know f- you know track him down um we are track him down. we are sex actually pod on instagram we'll post a quick photo we'll post a photo oh, on the way cool. out and then because people like to know who the fuck they're listening to that's fair. and i do too when i'm listening to something i'm like what the fuck's this asshole okay yeah, yeah, yeah. tall skinny jockey okay good <laughs> um but yeah thanks you so much for doing it uh doing this podcast and um would your girlfriend would your wife ever come on with us totally we should do that then one night we'll have some a bottle of wine or something we'll i'd do love it. that we'll like and and also like i love hearing her side of the story i love you i love when women i love when i you know like women can like sh- shit on us like in the conversation like tell us how i because re- i i take i i read up i I'm like okay because like they're never as honest as when they're swapping war stories with each other uh, did she do this my my boyfriend's toenails are so sharp and whatever the fuck yeah no, but i i like it as well i i like hearing about all my mistakes when like i'm in a good mood yeah but if you're gonna highlight every mistake while we're having an argument oh that's tough and let's go fuck yourself right yeah. it's like that don't like let Put me do, honey, deal yeah. with one thing at a time but no, I I love like Jordan's funny as well. Like, oh, good. Yeah, yeah we, we we didn't even tap into what our ladies do, and and, and just literally that, let's that, do that, it next time. episode. Next episode. So thank you everyone for listening. Share this with your friends. Uh, retweet it. Whatever you got to do. We appreciate the support. Subscribe on Facebook. Uh, subscribe on uh, iTunes if you haven't already. Write us a review. All that jazz. Love you guys so much. Thank you so much for being on again. I appreciate Thanks for it. having me, man. Bye everybody. Bye. <laughs>